Today I want us to think about uh, the fact that we all face difficulties in life and God brings us in those difficulties to places where we recognize I don't know what to do and I certainly am not adequate to handle it. And God has borne testimonies in his word of how he is more than capable to take care of any need we have. And Psalm 114 is a record of one of the great works of God to remind us again that what is impossible with man is possible with our God, that he is more than able. If you turn with me to Psalm 114, we read, When Israel went forth from Egypt, the house of Jacob from a people of strange language, Judah became his sanctuary, Israel his dominion. The sea looked and fled, the Jordan turned back, the mountains skipped like rams and the hills like lambs. What ails you? What's wrong with you, O sea, that you flee? And Jordan that you turn back, O mountains that you skip like rams or O hills like lambs. Tremble, O earth, before the Lord, before the God of Jacob, who turned the rock into a pool of water, the flint into a mountain, a fountain of water. We don't know who the author is of this psalm. It was probably written during the kingdom period because it makes mention of the fact that Judah is the place of God's sanctuary and Israel is his dominion. We know Israel was the theocracy, the manifestation of God's rule on the earth. And that in particular, Judah, the tribe of Judah, had the location for the capital city, Jerusalem, where God would establish his dwelling among his people. And it was the accomplishment of a great work of deliverance that he performed that is bringing the nation of Israel out of the land of Egypt unto himself that he might dwell with his people. This psalm is part of what's known as the Egyptian Hillel. And if you remember, in combination of Psalm 113 all the way through 118, these psalms would be sung together at different feasts, and in particular, Passover. And Psalm 114 was sung in conjunction with Psalm 113 at the beginning of the feast, and 118 through, uh, excuse me, 15 through 18 towards the end of the feast. What is it recalling? Well, the Passover is recalling God's great work of salvation of how he delivers from the bondage of his people to the Egyptians, the people of a strange language. But what does it picture? It picture a greater work of salvation, how God delivers his people from the bondage of sin and sets them free and makes his people his place of dwelling. We become his sanctuary, and he is the one that is ruling over us. In a very real sense, Psalm 114 
flows out of 113. The statement of 113 is, God is majestic. He is transcendent. He is above and beyond all that we can think of and see in this universe. But he humbly condescends to the need of the helpless and the despised. Why did God deliver the nation of Israel? Not because they worked for it. Not because they deserved it. Not because there was merit on the part of Israel. And therefore God had to do this for them. It was a work of grace. It's something God had determined to do in a way to show the magnificent greatness of his power. And so in a very real sense, the nation of Israel is a picture of the helpless and the despised that the world looks on as unimportant and insignificant, and yet God takes notice and God does a great work. And that work of deliverance that God performs is something that you and I have to recognize is beyond nature beyond natural we call it supernatural and so if you have a problem with a God that can work beyond the laws of nature you're going to have a problem with God's work of salvation be it with the nation of Israel out of Egypt or in particular an individual who is dead in his sin and God makes them alive in Jesus Christ what this psalm tells us is there is no barrier, no problem, no predicament that is too great for our God. Why, He just speaks and the earth trembles. Now we have poetic language that is here, but in reality, did the Red Sea flee? Did the Jordan River separate? When God came down on Mount Sinai, Sinai, Didn't the earth tremble and the people were overwhelmed with fear? The reality is this God who made all things is the God who has all creation that responds to his presence. And so in Psalm 114, as the Israelites gathered together in their families with their Passover lamb, and they sang first about this majestic God who is beyond the universe, who humbly looks down upon the despised and afflicted of the earth. He is the God that they are rejoicing in in this Passover meal because He is the one that has no barrier, nothing too great to keep Him from doing and fulfilling what He promised to do. Why the whole earth trembles, the sea, the rivers, the mountains, the things of this earth respond to Him. Now we had a glimpse of that in Jesus Christ in the same way when he was on the Sea of Galilee. He was fast asleep in the stern of the boat and the winds became so uh, um, enforced that the sea was choppy that seasoned fishermen became overwhelmed with fear that they were about ready to perish. And what did Christ do? He spoke. And the sea became calm and the wind stopped blowing. What is too hard beyond the ability of man, God performs. All of creation responds to him. And the point is, is that God is the one who is more than capable to take people who are dead in their sins and make them alive together 
with one another in Jesus Christ. And that's really what we're remembering today. When we gather at the Passover meal that you and I now know as the elements of the Lord's table, what we're really remembering is this God who is high above the universe has humbled himself and condescended to the need of man and it doesn't matter what in nature seems to be so contrary to God performing and doing what he purposes to do, he accomplishes it. Even the mountains, the sea, must respond to him. And so in this section, what we find in this psalm is a reflection of the fact that the God who is sovereign over all creation uses the creation to accomplish his purpose for the benefit of whom? His people, to the glory of his name. And what God did on behalf of the nation of Israel isn't any different than what he's doing on behalf of the individuals that make up his church today. We are the people of his pasture and the work of his hands. And he is the God who accomplishes what is beneficial for our need. So if we look at this psalm in verses 1 through 6, we have the record of of the redemptive work of the Lord. And in verses 7 through 8, the response. And what is the response? Well, notice it says in verse 7 and 8, Tremble, O earth, before the Lord, before the God of Jacob, who turned the rock into a pool of water and a flint into a fountain of water. And you sit there and you think, why did he say that? Why does he tell the earth to tremble before the God who brought water out of the rock? What's he trying to teach us? Well, the thing that he's teaching us today, if I bring it into the New Covenant, the New Testament, is the fact that when you and I gather around the Lord's table, it's for us to remember that the one who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how will he not freely give us all things in him? Where was the rock turned into water when Israel was going through the wilderness? In other words, God faithfully cares for and provides for his people in all their time of need. And it all flows forth from our Passover lamb, Jesus Christ. It all flows from the one who is the spiritual rock and the foundation for his church. And you and I can know that as we gather at this, his table, All creation is under the control of the Lord, that nothing is too hard for him, and all obeys his will. And what we see in the Exodus is the power of God at work in salvation to remind us that as we go through life, the same God is the one that is guiding, controlling, and taking care of us, and he will provide for our every need through his own beloved Son, our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Christ is our Passover, 1 Corinthians 5, 7. What has he done? He has set us free. He has liberated us from the dominating power of sin. And Jesus Christ is our rock. And as our rock, 1 Corinthians 10, 4, 
He is the fountain out of which all of the blessings of God flow to His people. And so as we gather today, remembering elements from the Passover feast, the bread which represented His incarnation and His body, which was offered up as a sacrifice for us, and the cup that we lift as a testimony of the blood of the new covenant which Christ freely gave on behalf of his people, we do this in remembrance of him. We have a great God. There is nothing too hard for him. When you go through times of difficulty, remember how God raised up Pharaoh to demonstrate his power. Remember how in the Exodus all of creation responded to the will and the good pleasure of God. And when you think of your own circumstance and your own situation, remember Jesus Christ, your Passover lamb. And remember that out of him flow all the blessings of God to his people. This do, he said, in remembrance of me. Let's pray. Father, I thank you so much for elements that you've given to us to represent the sacrifice of the only one who is worthy, even Jesus Christ our Lord. We know, O Father, that he was our substitute, that the one who knew no sin became sin for us, that we might be made the very righteousness of God in him. And how we thank you, O Father, that from his sacrifice there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. We remember your faithfulness, Father, as we partake of the cup, that it is the pledge of the new covenant in his blood, and how we know that in that covenant, Father, you have made us new creatures in Christ. You have made us to be your sanctuary and under your dominion, for through the work of Jesus Christ, you translated us out of the kingdom of darkness and sin, into the kingdom of your beloved Son. And how we thank you that, O oh Father, having not spared your own beloved Son, you now freely give us all good things through him. Father, we thank you. We praise you for your great salvation. But most importantly, we thank you and we praise you for our all-sufficient and great Savior, Jesus Christ our Lord, in whose name we pray, amen.